0: He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of advice from a call center geek, the call center contact center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items, take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing of Auto QA. It's really great to be back. I uh, I've never been this, I guess, long away from the podcast. We've we've taken about a month off. Not was not intentional. Had a little bit of COVID at the beginning of the uh, of the year, which turned into pneumonia. But I want to get right into this. You know, it's 2024 now. We've been posting a ton of content as as 2024 has happened, right? So if you're into any of the contact center, into into CX, into AI as it relates to CX, you know, make sure that you're you're at least following me on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok as well, so all my TikTok friends, are, I did did go live here. And what I want to talk to you guys today about is I did a, a, a LinkedIn newsletter, which, as I was sick with pneumonia, I took about I don't know maybe four or five days, did a ton of research, did a lot of just thinking. About what are what are some of the tools that I expect to be coming from an AI standpoint, from a customer experience standpoint here in 2024? This is half wish list, half things that as I've been talking to people in the CCAS space and you know consulting and, and talking to some of the AI vendors, what is real? Um, and and again, what are some of the things that might be we're, we're really close to, but maybe a, a year away? I think that hopefully this is an interesting topic that will. Make people think a little bit again. This is this is some of the things that I see that are coming in 2024. A little bit of a wish list, but I think pretty realistic. Number one, and these are no particular order. And I just I'm, if you see me looking here on TikTok or anything, I I do have a bunch of notes that I that I have up here. I want to make sure that I hit on all this stuff because it's so much data. Number one is is getting into, and again, I don't like to say this because it sounds so I don't know, hyperbole. It's not to the point, but but hyper personalized customer experiences. Using AI to to really drill down to looking at all of the aspects of the customer, looking at the CRM, looking at previous purchases, looking at the, the last times that, that that they've talked to us. Right, taking all of the data that we have on a customer, not just the telephony data and things that are in a CRM on on the interactions with us, but you know, looking at the website on purchases that they've made, um, trying to to really you know, drive an experience of of being predictive, right? Instead of just listening to a customer and trying to figure out what they want, right? And I think that goes to our predictive analytics, right? So being able to kind of utilize some of this agent assist things, but understanding customer's tone, understanding how they've been and in interacting us, with us in the past, being able to send them to certain customer service agents that maybe deal with somebody who's a little bit more talkative or a little bit more irritated, right? These are very subtle things, but things that we've been wanting to do for a really long time. And I think that finally with some of these algorithms that are coming from an AI standpoint, you know, we'll be able to do that. Number two is is real-time translation. So me being a USA contact center, to be able to have all of my agents be able to literally speak any language there is in the world, that's coming this year. Real-time multilingual support. So somebody from France that speaks French or speaks Italian or, you know, speaks, you know, is from Kenya and, and has that type of dialect, right? For us to have a, a two-way conversation where I hear everything in English, I, my voice goes back to them in, in French in real time, and it, it seems like it's totally seamless. There's companies that have been at CCW last year and the year before that have started down this path. And I think this is the year that we'll really start to see that. So, any type of USA company can now fully handle European, uh, European type customers. And again, there's no longer really an even a need. You know, we always struggle here being in, in Pennsylvania for bilingual agents. No longer that need, uh, just because again, I think we'll be able to have uh, full translation with 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 what's coming with fully integrated into kind of our CCAS platform. I think that we are also going to start to see number 3. We have to start to think through some of the ethical AI and some of these privacy concerns and also some of the the TCPA, the Telephone Consumer Protection Act and how this kind of flows from a legality standpoint. For an example, I did a big post on TikTok in a video in a green screen there's an ad that I always see, and I don't know if a lot of you guys see on TikTok, but it's it's this guy who talks about this – having an army of, of AI bots that can go out and do all of your cold calling for you, right? Well, currently, as it's placed right now, that's illegal, right? That's basically – I will say basically because it's not exactly, but it's basically a robocall. In November 15th, the FCC – I forget it's the FCC or the FTC – I think it was the FCC uh, basically said, Hey, listen, we have to go deep. We have to do a deep dive into the legality of having AI bots make outbound phone calls and cold calls to customers. Cause currently, you know, even us as a a human beings can't do that. We have to have express written consent and permission from that customer. If I'm going to cold call them, or if I'm going to call them on a cell phone, right? B2B is a little bit different and you can kind of get away with that. Um, Oh, by the way, Big H asked me what kind of product I use in my hair. It's called Fuddy, F U D D Y, Fuddy. Great stuff. I think we're going to start to see some of this because there is some confusion on the sales side of using AI, making outbound calls using these, these AI avatars, which really is just a really good robo call. So I think we'll start to see some of that kind of really pan out. There's also a lot of talk about having to state if an AI person is actually the, 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 not to fool people, right? So even on the customer service side, if you're using an AI bot, right, we don't want to fool them into saying it. So there's some legislation that's out there right now that basically says that companies are going to have to disclose whether they're using human beings or, or bots. So I think that that's kind of interesting too. So we're going to start to see a lot of focus, I think on AI, AI in general, you know, at the federal level, but I think it's, it's, gonna tie into a lot of customer experience, customer service, sales, telephony, all of that stuff should start to be kind of formed out and, and worked this 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 coming year. All right. The the next thing is you know the, the blending of human and AI interactions. I think we're gonna start to see voice. I was very disappointed that from a chat GPT standpoint in most of the CCAS players we're, we can't really use voice yet to do AI, meaning we need to have transcripts. So, you know, anything from agent assist to um, if, if you're doing automated QA, like we have a, a company called Auto QA. We're fully automating quality assurance on like a, a, a full form that would be done on Excel or on spreadsheets or on your platform we still have to go out and get a transcript and then have the AI basically quote, unquote" do analytics on that transcript to find out what's going on. But you're going to start to see voice, I think in 2024. So like you'll be able to upload a, a voice file to chat GPT, right. And have it do that analytics and do the analysis and be able to ask questions on that. Instead of just having to take that voice file, get a transcript, and then put that onto chat GPT for it to kind of, to, to utilize and learn. Um, and why is that important? Because while we can get sentiment analysis from a transcript by what people say, it's also really important in how they say it. And it's very difficult, obviously, in a transcript to find out how people are saying things. The reason that this is important is we can get these, these bots then these chat bots on a customer service side to start to hear and understand tone and understand if a customer is starting to get ticked off and starting to get irritated. And instead of just asking it more questions, you know, be like, "Hey, you know what? Let me send you to my supervisor, right?" Which means a, a human being, right? And I think that those are some of the seamless things that I think will will be a little bit better um, for it to understand when people are starting to get pissed off and just starting to get ticked off, or if somebody's really, really happy. Uh, the level that we can start to train the bots then and the avatars. In the AI, and the LLMs, I think, you know, it it does make a big difference when when voice is now involved compared to just, you know, looking at transcripts. All right, something that's been coming, and, and I probably could have put this on every single year, but I really think with all of this AI technology that contact centers, this will be the beginning of the final move for all of these contact centers to the cloud. Most contact centers still are not in the cloud. Most contact centers throughout the world are still on-prem, which still blows my mind, which makes it extremely difficult to utilize any type of of AI model, especially things that are in the cloud. So cloud adoption, you know, so, you know, if you're an investor and again, this is not investing advice, just, you know, some anecdotal things. I still think, you know, the Genesis, the Five Nines, the u the nice CX-1s, there's so much more bandwidth that they can go from a customer base because so many people are still not ready or have not moved from an on-prem to AI. Now, you can still do AI on-prem, it's just a lot more difficult. The other thing I think you're going to start to see is a lot of consultants, right, come out in this AI space. Most companies are not ready. They're not ready at all for, for AI. They don't realize they think that, you know, they talk to an AI vendor. They think they can just plug and play a bot onto their website and instantly it's going to be able to answer any questions, right? It's not even close to the truth. Three things you really, really need. Number one, you have to have full integrations, right? Integrations into all of your data sets, right? From your telephony, that makes things a lot easier. Number two, you need to have a robust KMS or knowledge management system, right? So, all of your policies, your procedures, how do you sell? What is this tool? Uh, what does this thing look like? <clears throat> if you want to do any type of agent assist, or, it, it needs to learn. It needs to know your product. It needs to know your processes. So having a really robust KMS, if you already have that and you've been doing that for five or 10 years, you're way ahead of the game because most people do not have, um, don't have a KMS. And I think that those are those are really two things that 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 you really, really need to, to do that and then. Again, you got to find the right the right vendor as well because there's so many shady. I mean, every single uh, my chatbot is great.ai company. Um, not saying that they're not all great, but they're not all great. There's very few of them that are third-party chatbot guys and AI guys that are actually good. Everybody's thinking I can just set up a couple, you know, chat GPT type LLM chatbots and, and I'm in business when again. That's been a a huge issue, I think, and we'll start to see that. The other thing is the cost of of AI. I've spoken about this a lot. The smaller organizations and talking about, for us, contact centers. So if you're a 50-seat, 25-seat, you're a 30-seat credit union in South Carolina, it's very difficult to be able to purchase some type of, even from a generative AI um, chatbot company that will create ROI for you. Right. It's just so expensive at this point, I think. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I I guess that there's been a lot of R&D to get to this point for some of these companies. But, you know, if you're if you're using a chat GPT type tool or or if there's development of that, I mean, it it literally is so cheap now that um, I think we'll start to see the price of this come down as the market is getting flooded with with all of these, you know, right, wrong or different. All these chatbot companies and these AI CX companies. That you know, we'll have to see some of those prices go down. I think that would be one of the benefits. But again, you got to be really careful because there's there's so many bad bad companies that are out there trying to do trying to do AI. All right, another uh, prediction is is I think you're going to see agent assist go to a different level in in 2024. You know, I'm kind of calling it like context aware. Right. So looking again at everything, not just what the customer said on that call, like agent assist right now is basically. And again, I would probably have some of my chat or agent assist friends that own companies yell at me for this. But basically it's, you know, if, if I'm talking to you and you say, hey, my my dishwasher, I have a, you know, my I have a model number HP uh dishwasher and it's, it's broken. And as soon as the AI hears that it then pops me as the agent, all the information that I need on that dishwasher, right? So I don't need to go look or search and it might even give me certain specific things to pop to say to that customer to have it talk a little bit more, to get a little bit more information so that I can get more, more information popped to me. So it's basically using what the customer is saying to do all the searching, right? And and to give that, that customer or that, that agent as much information as possible. So you're going to see that go to different levels, like looking, understanding as soon as a customer starts talking, it's going to go look at all the social media posts. What have they talked about? Looking at all their previous history. Maybe I already know that they purchased that dishwasher. Right. So I think it just starts to get better. And again, with voice, we can start to have emotion detection, too. So, you know, the, the AI can say, hey, your your tone is a little bit fast. Um, now, that's kind of here now. But I think a, a more. a, a more use cases up. So your tone is fast. You're a little bit sh- short with this customer. Hey, you're talking over this customer, you know, all of those types of things that turns agent assist almost like into a supervisor assist as well. I think you'll start to see that in 2024. One thing I guarantee you'll see, cause we are working on it and you know, we're close to it. And I know that there's, there's three or four large enterprise companies is, is auto QA, right? So uh, fully automating quality assurance processes. So, automating the scorecard so whether you want some type of proprietary scoring or you want the actual form that you've been using maybe in excel or in your CCAS platform your qa platform to be able to have ai and i call this kind of a chat gpt type product right so auto summarization is 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 a chat gpt type product um, auto qa is a i'm using these these llms right these are really like back end use cases for the LLM because the front end use case of having an LLM chatbot is super scary still. But these backend use cases where a customer can't go and kind of manipulate what the, what the bot is saying, I think is is a really good use case for this stuff. So that's going to save a ton of money. Right. And I think this will actually raise customer experience because you're getting more forms. You're getting more scores on cuss on your, on your agents um, better outputs, you know, to be, Hey, what are four things? Not only that they did bad, but are some awesome things that this agent has been doing, right. To give them a, like a, a little bit of a thumbs up. What are um, you know, can you summarize the call? Give me four things. The agent is doing poorly on four things. The agent did really great on please score the call. Um, you know, what is the sentiment of the agent from the beginning to the end? Like all of these different types of outputs that you could never get if you're just, or maybe you could get, but you'd have to listen to the call, make some analysis. You know, a five minute call is going to take you 25 minutes to score. And now you can do hundreds of these things at a time that's coming, which means that the, the roles of the contact center start to change. Right. So there's no more. There's no person doing QA anymore. Maybe that person now becomes a coach. They become a supervisor. They can do some other things to to enable the agent more than just doing the mundane. That's a five. That's a three. Yes. She uh, the disclosure. She read perfectly. That's a five. Right. And, get, and take that all and, and let the A.I. do that. One of the one of the things I'm most excited about is, is kind of the fusion of, of workforce management with intelligent routing, right? So to be able to kind of set your day and forget your day and have AI be the call center manager. And this is very close because the tools are there. They're just not really integrated in together. So basically you could say, all right, I have five different skills. I have customer service. I have a sales skill. I have a, let's say like logistics, like a shipping, um, I have a password reset and just a just an overall customer service uh, kind of bucket. And so again, most companies they want their sales queue right to have a really good service level. And then everything goes there. So let's say we want a 90-10-90% of our calls answered within 10 seconds or less um, in our sales queue. And our main customer service queue, we want that to be 80% of the calls answered within 30 seconds or less. And then you know everything password reset is a is a of the calls answered within 60 seconds or less, right? So just kind of tiers like that. And we can basically tell the WFM or kind of this intelligent routing, this workforce intelligence platform, right, that most of these CCAS guys are creating. This is kind of what I want die have this die trying to get me to these service levels. So it will look throughout the day, right, who's scheduled, when are they scheduled, uh, how long has their handle time been, um, overall, how many sales do they have, right? And start to move agents kind of in and out of different skills based on the call volume that's coming in, right? To be able to look into the IVR, see that there's five calls in the IVR that are about to hit skills. So this one's about to go out of service level. So I'm going to move agents over right before those calls even hit so that I don't, my service level doesn't take a, a bump at all. All of that stuff is coming and it's really cool, right? To have all your own kind of mission control manager, Right. Where they're going to basically look at all the KPIs, look at what every agent is doing, look at the staffing and be able to think all of those things at once to find out what is the best possible amount of agents and what agents need to be in specific skills at specific times. Pretty cool. Um, I think that that's going to have a huge impact in the customer experience. There's things now like like every single CCAS player has what nice CX one calls it workforce intelligence that does this to a certain extent, but, you know, when we tie in workforce management too with how the calls are supposed to come with scheduling of calls, with schedule adherence, with KPIs now of of what handle times are and um, what their sentiment is, who's being nice, who's not like to have the perf, really the perfect agent ready to answer the call from a customer, right? So every single time that customer is getting the right agent at the right time, based on the service levels and those KPIs that we wanted. That's something that really excites me and fire, I'm fired up for that. I know I posted that on, on TikTok and LinkedIn, did a video on that. And, you know, a lot of people were really, really talking that through. One of the things that you've seen or or I have seen in 2023, but I think it will get really good is, is kind of AI power training and, and simulation, right? So how do you, how do we train associates and get them ready for the phone? And, you know, we have ChatGPT who can be a customer. We have these AI LLMs that can pretend that they're customers. They can use voice. We can use chat, right? So, you know, these simulated training environments, I think, are, are going to be the way that, that agents get trained in the future, especially from a work-from-home model, right, to be able to kind of have, you know, 15 different customers, a really ticked-off customer, a nice customer, maybe a someone who's a little bit older that wants to talk long, somebody who wants to get off the phone quick, like a rude customer, like be able to handle all of this stuff and, and understand how to deal with all of these customers before they take their first call from a customer service standpoint. And you could you could do this from a sales aspect too, right? You know, if you're making outbound sales calls from, you know maybe people are submitting things for demos, you're trying to get them signed up, right. To, to go through those type of processes, I think is something that you're going to see more and more and more. A lot of companies that are starting to do it for us, after we do a QA, I think this is the next low hanging fruit, which is so auto QA. And then if I can, we get that off the ground will be, I don't know, auto education, something like that. Right. So, um, again, you'll start to see that. And I think it's a really cool and really good use case. We talked about voice over transcripts. Um, you know, you're going to see, again, voice and the, the way of the transcript go away. Transcripts are pain in the ass. And they, a lot of times they're not 100% either. Um, so, I think that that's that's important. From the negative aspect, if if you are a, a contact center agent or you work in the field, I do think that we're about to see a twenty to twenty five percent reduction in headcount um, overall globally from from where we were even this year and the year before you know it's not even just the generative ai chatbot that's t- taking that from a self-service model but it's all these other efficiencies that companies are starting to have right think about auto summarization if you're a, a 1000 seat contact center and let's say that after your after call work so once the customer hangs up you have like 5 minutes of work to do and most of that is kind of memoing or typing in the notes of what happened well, you don't have to do that anymore because there's there's auto-summarization. So literally as soon as the call is done, the LLM, most of the time it's a chat GPT type tool, listens, reads the transcripts, auto-summarizes it, throws it in there right, right into your CRM, whether that's Salesforce, Zoho, Zendesk. The other thing is is, is there's, there's been RPA, which is uh, ro- uh, Robotic Process Automation, RPA. And basically, that does all of the back-end work. So let's say there's like five forms that you need to send out after this. And you had to fill out the customer's name and their address before you send it out to them. RPA then can boom go do all that. Go through it, literally type the stuff in as it's happening. So your memos are done. If you have RPA, that's done. Your thousand seats can shrink to that maybe 10-15% less because you just cut off about 20% of the time um, that a customer. Or that an agent needs to handle it. So, again, I think there's some real efficiencies that can happen that are outside the call that are kind of "quote unquote" back office after the call is done. Um, that are starting to become, you know, really, really mature and, and, and really good. For me specifically, I think being a BPO, a business process outsourcer, or a contact center outsourcer, our role has to change, or, or we're going to die. Right. So the role of us cannot just be to have you know people that we're hiring for agents to answer calls, but we have to be a real technology roadmap partner for our customer. We have to understand AI inside and out. We have to be the AI implementer for many companies that don't understand how to do this. We have to be comfortable saying, yeah, you, can, you have 100 seats now, but through AI, through some of the efficiencies that I can do, we can get that down to 30 seats, right? And before, we would hate that, right? Because you're losing... 70 headcount or 30 headcount, right? And you're billing by the hour, but, but the, the model has changed. So technology is now a bigger player in this and it needs to be a, a technology play now, instead of just an agent answering call play. Um, and the, the BPOs and the outsourcers that understand that are going to be the ones that that really thrive. And if you don't understand that, you keep the old model, you're going to be, you're going to be in big trouble. All right. And then the last thing I got here is and this kind of goes with what I talk about with workforce intelligence. And then when we talked about like, you know, kind of having how, right? Having that, you know, from an analytics standpoint, just asking questions. You know, the, the end of CX dashboards, I think you're going to start to see in 2024. So currently I have a dashboard that shows me service level and handle time and all my KPIs and agent sentiment and trending keywords for analytics. Right. It's going to be more of a, of a voice of a um, having dashboards. That you ask for instantly. Hey, can I see a can I see a dashboard of the the top ten um, agents with the lowest handle time? Boom, and then that pops up. Um, can you tell me how many calls and, and and pull the calls of the agents where customers have used the phrase "too expensive" yesterday? Right, like tying together analytics with the actual agent. Like any question that you can think of. Right, that starts to become part of the process of, of how a dashboard gets done. So there's no more kind of looking through data; it's it's knowing what data you want, asking for it, and receiving that data data instantly. So again, it's almost like a voice prompt. That's why I think I, think, I still think prompting is so really really important. Right, you have to know what to ask for, and maybe you could set things up like, hey, anytime that the service level goes under eighty percent, can you please pop that up? Can you please tell me why, tell me who the longest handle time, like you could do so many different things. Um, and I think that that's really starting to, to get people to think about not only how CX is done, but how, how we, how we operate, right? How we how literally as, as a call center manager, what, what does the future of that look like from an actual management perspective from a reporting aspect? What is the data that we need? What is the data that we can get? I think that that's, that's kind of interesting for me as well. So, That's what I got guys. That's 27 minutes of predictions. Um, I want to, I'm going to throw this in the show notes, but I just did, I think one of the coolest posts ever. If you're into CX, if you're into contact centers and AI, um, I posted a, um, a newsletter that have like the top 80 people to follow on LinkedIn when it comes to AI, when it comes to CX, um, and I, I've, I, there's probably 30 of them that I did not follow, that I wasn't following until I did this, and my 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 feed now is awesome. Like it, all it is now is is awesome. Contact center, CX, AI. <coughs> so I'm I'm really glad I did that. And if you're into that too, I think it can be really really helpful, I add a ton of value to you guys as well. So that's really all I got for you. If you guys have any questions. Let me just scroll through TikTok to see. If I got any other questions, other than uh what hair product do I use? Probably should have that in the uh we could do some uh no nothing. Uh be a little bit of an advertiser for the funny guys. But all right, guys, thank you so much. We'll get back, we'll get back onto the podcast weekly. We'll uh have another one out next thursday friday thank you guys so 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 very much any questions please dm me on linkedin um or hit me up here on tiktok bye